Hi, welcome to the Arts Equator podcast. This is Suey, and this evening I've got with me Melissa Quek, a choreographer, dancer, and teacher who's been in the Singapore scene for more than 10 years. Hello. <laughs> so the conversation that we're going to have this evening um, grew from the podcast that we did after watching shows at M1 Contact. Contemporary Dance Festival, where we caught three platforms for emerging and independent uh, artists' new works. Um, those were the offstage platform, the open stage platform, and diversity. Those are very specifically curated. Um, they've evolved over the years at the Contact Festival um, in response, I suppose, to how the company saw the scene developing. And at the moment, those three platforms are quite distinct in their targeting. Offstage looks at emerging artists who are building a new work and would like to get feedback um, and to benefit from showing their maybe their first draft to an audience and getting a response and a dialogue from them. While diversity in the past couple of years has been geared towards helping local artists develop an idea that's begun, that's promising, and giving them the resources to complete the work. Whereas Open Stage, which began really as, as kind of a traditional idea, as a kind of a grab bag of everything, anyone who applies and wants to show something Open Stage, um, I remember showing something in that first Open Stage. It was, quite, it was quite a party, quite chaotic, very fun, but yes, very varied in quality. Open Stage at M1 Contact is now very different it's a platform where local artists and international artists submit their pieces via open call. And these are completed works that are shown. And it's become a very international program. So, for instance, the show that we watched earlier this month had four pieces, one of which was from Singapore. And that was the same for the, the other two programs. So it's, it's very extensive and also functions as an international festival exchange platform for the network's that THE Dance Company is part of. So I asked Sui Boon, the Artistic Director of THE Dance Company, what inspired him to start the open stage platform in the first place and then to develop this entire range of platforms for new works that are now hosted within M1 Contact Festival. I was starting to organize production from 1992. Uh, that was also my first creation together with another six artists supported by the substation and Guo Bao Kun. From that experience, I know how difficult and challenging uh, to make a production successful. And I thought the best thing for the emerging artists is to channel their time and energy to focus on the work itself. So quite naturally, when I have, that, I have this ability uh, to organize a festival, uh, I would think to have a similar platform to help the emerging artists. Besides that reason, one important spirit at the beginning of the open stage was uh, allow artists to make error, try different ideas, uh, something like open mind. And I thought that's the best way to encouraging the emerging artists to create and share their work. The reason to have so many different platforms is because different stages of work will need different attention, different help. Besides to provide the right space or production support, the atmosphere, I think to bring in the right audiences to see the work also is important for me. 
It is hard to say what is the impact of this program have had over time. But one thing I'm quite sure is the people of doing contemporary dance or influence supporting contemporary dance getting more and more. And this will allow me to share one of the important messages of the festival, uh, which is to respect and appreciate different voices in our society. I think our biggest achievement is created a mature and sustainable uh, ecosystem of the contemporary dance. Uh, but just like the word contemporary, this ever-changing dance form, we also need to keep improving the way how we're creating our programming. So after watching three shows in the recent festival, Melissa and I were talking about how the M1 Contact Festival's um, opportunities have shaped the scene that we create work in here in Singapore. So I think, uh, yeah, the festival platforms have been really useful in giving artists something to aim for. Um, it also scaffolds it in a certain way that you understand the importance of um, really workshopping the work having drafts and reworking. So what's nice about it is that it also gives you some uh, funding for some of them to develop those works further. Mm, specifically diversity right. is the platform that gives selected works the resources, studio space, um, some feedback I think as well from mm. Swibun and invited mentors I suppose. Mm. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Like For a work to develop you need that feedback from uh, your peers, from mentors, from fellow artists, but you also need it from audience members. And so work needs to be seen. You could be making a work for a long time, I'm just stuck in your studio by yourself, but it's it has a different trajectory. You're going to refine it in a different way when you get to um, put it in front of an audience because there's so many ways you get that feedback. Sometimes it's just by observing the audience, it's by sensing them. Mm -hmm. And you find that your work changes just from the, the very relational experience you have of performing mm -hmm. um, it it completely changes the dynamic of a work when you have an audience and a large audience or a small audience um, so that affects it a lot and it it helps refine the delivery of it for the choreographer as well as for the performers mm -hmm. um, so that's why it's also nice if you can when you repeat a work and show it again and restage it it's really nice if you get to use the same performers when you restage it uh, so but that's not always easy to attain I think the other important thing in terms of the platform is that it's generally through an open call and we have less platforms that have open calls although in the last few years more of these have opened up most of the sort of uh, chances for younger artists or a new generation of artists to be nurtured in their choreographic skills and in finding their artistic voices tends to happen within a company. Mm. And sometimes there are pros and cons to that because when you're developing your artistic voice inside the frame of a company, there's a certain aesthetic that comes with that. There's mm. a company branding that often comes with that. Not all the platforms do that, but it often happens. Whereas if you're developing it as an independent, then there is more of that focus or you're at least allowed to have that focus on your own artistic voice what you want to create without having to fit it within the company branding um, yeah or aesthetic absolutely I think things have 
changed so much. It's wonderful, actually, that there's so many opportunities. I I still have a vivid memory of this is more than 10 years ago. We showed like some of our first works in Singapore. Both of us were not company affiliated mm. and we were, were borrowing the, the stage from the commercial ballet studio where we trained um, to show work. And it was just a very different setting. There, there wasn't something like this, but it was a way to get an audience. What I really notice about having something like M1 Contact Festival in the scene is that with the number of platforms that it offers, it gives young dancers and, and creators a very clear idea of not just the development of the work that you were talking about, but also how you carry a work forward to uh, market it and distribute it. And this is quite in a way specific, I think, to contemporary dance festivals that often program triple bills or multiple multiple bill showcases where you're looking at works which are sort of 15 to 20 minutes long, have really as few dancers as possible and as little set as possible. So it's really hinging on your idea, your technique, um, the, really the individuality of what you're showing, but also a high standard of technique. And I think that, you know, the platforms that are, are being offered focus the mind of a young dancer who wants to work in that way. And it's very good for that. But one thing that got me thinking um, in these conversations we were having as we were watching these shows together was that there are certainly many other modes of working as a dance artist, many other modes of sharing your work. And the visibility of a platform like M1 Contact, in a way, gives, I think, a lot of young dancers the impression that this is the best way. But I'm very grateful that there are other spaces also in Singapore offering kind of a, a diversity of opportunities. One platform is offered by the Dance Nucleus in Singapore, which is an independent dance centre based at Goodman Arts Centre. And it's a very different format. Um, that platform is called Scope and it's run quarterly, I believe, and primarily for associate members, uh, artists who are associate members of the Dance Nucleus to share their work, but external artists are also invited to, to come in and join the program, international artists as well when they visit. But the focus of that platform is very much dialogue and discourse, and each slot is an hour long, so that's already very distinctly different from you, you show 15 or 20 minutes in a theatre setting. And at Scope, it's always done in a studio with no um, technical kind of bells and whistles. So it's really, I, I guess, a chance to look at the, the skeleton of the ideas and the structure of the ideas and a chance to have a conversation directly with the, with the people who come. And I'm conscious that there's an effort to not promote this platform as being performance or not being shows. It's more for artists to come together and think together. Yeah, actually, what I was going to say is what's beautiful about Scope is that it has a lot of emphasis on revealing the thinking behind the work. And that's very exciting because I think or I believe that when you have a robust thought process behind a work, then that's you're going to get a very different kind of work, right, mm -hmm. um, than when you're very outcome-based. So I think that's exciting because then working that way, the, the sort of range of work that will then emerge within Singapore also um, becomes greater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other benefit, I think, of a platform that's repeated several times throughout a year and has a kind of repetition of regulars who are in it 
is the chance for our community to grow and get a sense of each other's practices over time so that you may be working on, you may be showing one work this time and a different work the next, but for example, if I see Melissa bringing a different work or the same work in different stages, I'm getting a sense of how she's growing as an artist and what her processes are and what her concerns are. So it's a very different approach to, to cultivating work. Mm. Another platform which uh, I guess recently disappeared and then got reincarnated like a phoenix um, was a very unique platform called Make It Share It, which was housed in a small private dance studio in Paya Lebar, hosted by Enkair, and which had open stage platform at the on the first Friday of every month where artists signed up on a first-come, first-served basis. And in that, in that format, they had uh, rehearsal space for a month and then showed on the first Friday of the following month. <clears throat> and it was really a studio showing again with nothing except the studio lights and maybe a couple of floodlights, which she could um, move around you by hand. Very, very simple, but a chance for people to encounter things. And the very deliberate non-curation was kind of a, a carte blanche for people to to play with and experiment whatever they were dreaming of. And what was really lovely was that was that there was a very interdisciplinary range of works mm. being shown. And it allows it to be a very exciting platform, actually, just this sort of first come first of because you have no idea what you're going to see next. What I really like about it, too, is that this sort of non-curation of the platform created a very non-judgmental feel. Um, so it allows you to be quite, um, you, you're willing to take risks because you, you're not expected to appear in a certain light or in a certain way. And what you were talking about earlier in terms of creating a community, I think that Missy really did create that community of artists who were excited to see what each other were doing. And some work is just put out for the fun of putting it up there. And, and that's, you know, that brings that joy back into the art that we make as well. So you were saying that it's been reincarnated recently and it had its recent showing, right, in, as per Missy? So that's right. So one lovely artist community type thing that happened was that when Missy's studio closed, it had a run of two years when it closed, the floor, the sprung floor of Missy was donated to Prisma Dance Company, which has just opened a new studio at Stamford Arts Centre. And in acknowledgement of the gift, I guess, but also the gift of the open spirit of hosting that open stage platform, Prisma created a bi-monthly open stage platform, which they're now calling Permissi, which is also on a first-come, first-serve application basis. I thought some of the other platforms that maybe are worth mentioning um, were the ones that are provided by the companies themselves, right? So there's Dancers Locker, which we see from Frontier Dance Land. And um, we have work from THE's second company that's often, uh, co they're often choreographed on by previous second company members or main company members. And that is, has really been a platform. The recent ones have had the same three choreographers really creating or work, uh, developing the work that they've been creating. So th that's been Marcus Fu, Goshoi, and Anthea Sia. Right. And I think it's, it was meant to be like a kind of a trilogy. And so they, they either keep developing the same work or the work bec it completely changes as it goes. And for raw moves, we've seen raw ground, uh, which is also quite experimental. The expectation for the work in raw ground is very different from perhaps the expectation you might have of a work in Dancer's Locker 
or for the second company performances. Um, Raw Ground is also experimental. It's a research-driven platform, and it's also not necessarily expected to be completed work. And then Chalk has also had that platform for its dancers to really explore their choreographic voice, and it's been interesting to see them really develop how they choreograph. So it's not the same works, but um, because there's been this uh, focus on these two dancers through the company, then you see that uh, development quite clearly in them. So that that's definitely success, I think, in terms of what the companies have been trying to do as artist development. So it's quite amazing to think how platforms and opportunities have really sprung up in the past 10 years, but I think also not to forget in a sense that, you know, we don't actually need a platform to create. Mm. And that's something that in conversations with regional artists, I get reminded of very much in other countries where there's much less of a, a funding or um, studio infrastructure kind of a, a framework that, you know, you can make something and show it in your own house or to friends or in the Esplanade underpass. Yeah. And that those things need not constrain you. I think something that I've been quite interested in seeing because I participated in a workshop recently that was just meant to be seeding new ideas. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of a seeding workshop Mm -hmm. where you just throw people together and you're just constantly coming up with new ideas, workshopping it just a little, getting responses from others and showing it to a small audience. Um, And I thought that might be one of the things we're missing, which is that quick fire generating then figuring out which ones we really want to go deep into and then mm-hmm. going deep and perhaps like having a 24 that. hour playwriting equivalent in yeah dance. exactly <laughs> because maybe that that mm-hmm. is useful for us rather than you know you're spending all this time on just one piece and you didn't even trial it you, you know you don't even do mm. that first initial actually is this even a good idea um <laughs> or you know is there mm. more to it yeah but the thing about the platforms that we watch right I thought what was amazing is even in that, it really shows you the works that had been germinating for longer Mm. were actually in their second or third phase Mm -hmm. or iteration. It's actually clear. It was really obvious. So even though I don't, I go in, I watch it. Okay, I didn't initially know that it was in its second year of uh, research um, or second draft, but you feel something because you can see the rigor in the thought process. You can see the layers that have appeared in the work, even maybe the comfort level of the performance in it, and that actually comes through. And we perhaps don't are not as aware of that as audience members. So mm-hmm. platforms like this actually reveal it, mm-hmm. and that means it's revealing the labor. And I'm hoping that by revealing the labor, then funders, audience members actually understand Mm. all that's being put into it Mm -hmm. and then understand the kind of hours and really the kind of uh, financial support that's needed Mm. um, for work to reach the level that we're asking for. Mm. Yeah. The time, the reflection, also the support that's needed around something like that. Mm. That's a great point. Well, for that, thank you very much for this conversation this evening. Thank you. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.